Hello everyone, Atma here from Make Me a Gamer, and this week we're doing something a little special because I am moving, which means I do not have a lot of time, and there is a lot on my plate right now, but I don't want to leave y'all in a lurch, is that a phrase? I think that's a phrase, and not have a podcast out, so it's time for the best of Make Me a Gamer, year two. That's right. Sit back, relax, and hear some of my favorite, and hopefully Harvey's favorites, uh, segments from the second year of Make Me a Gamer, back before the pandemic, and when we all wore pants when we recorded podcasts. Uh, I hope you enjoy, and I'll see you next week with a regular episode. It's a gamer. We're here. It's a gamer. This makes no fucking sense, but we're doing it anyway. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could prep you for what's going on, but part of the magic is you not knowing sometimes. But, like, I need to know at least, like, is this a long-form episode? Do you have news to get to? Do I need to kill some time with a story? I mean, you'll find out. If you needed to be prepared for the episode, you'd know ahead of time. Okay, you'll let me know. Yeah, like, I'm not going to be like, all right, and now Harvey Z, vamp for 20 minutes. I can vamp for 20 minutes. It's just not going to be quality. <laughs> you don't know what quality is, though. Like, Harvey's Well, Z. okay, that came out wrong. Let me, let me rephrase that. Sometimes what you think is not quality turns out to be great entertainment. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> Even if it isn't, I'm just... I'm not going to examine it any further. It nope. seems like all I heard was you complimented me on being a great podcaster. You Thank know, you. We're going to go with that. We're going to go with that and just go right into the main episode and not think about that anymore. Shit, what are we talking about? Like, I always try to guess what's going to happen in the news and stuff like that and my staying up. So I am curious, like, what is this episode about? I guess I'm like the first fan in a way. <laughs> Like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I, like, I might learn something. Who knows? Uh, like, this, I am now, the... this is sausage. This is part sausage that... Uh... I'm not telling them what I'm doing. Well, I am telling them what I'm thinking. But this isn't sausage. This is like... I think this is sausage because you're giving away that you do zero prep work for these I... episodes. I think they know that at this point. <laughs> I do zero prep work. This is like condiments to the sausage. It's flavoring. Uh, okay. Tasty, sweet flavoring. You know, uh, fine. Mustard and mayo. Ugh, no. Ugh. What's your hot dog topping of choice? I don't put toppings on my hot dogs. You eat them plain? Yeah, I put hot dog in a bun and just eat the hot dog. Onions? If I'm really feeling like it, maybe ketchup, but... <laughs> Not even, like, okay, you were going to pick one condiment, the rest of the world's ready. Ketchup? <laughs> Not even ketchup mustard. is like the standard condiment. No, it's not. Mustard is. No, must what? If okay, if you lay down ketchup and mustard, everyone like will the pick mustard. Are you kidding me? You can have a Twitter poll about this. I I will turn to the people. The people will back me up on this one. You really think mustard it goes before ketchup? Yes, one hundred percent. If you had to pick one condiment on a hot dog, and the choices were ketchup and mustard, mustard wins one hundred percent of the time. Well, except for idiots. Like, the majority are going to pick mustard. So, I, <laughs> mustard wins 100% of the time, except for when it's only, like, 75% of the time. It's going to win 51% of the time. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I could even... I would make a bet on that. You... I don't know what I would bet. Like, I need a hot dog with ketchup? Ugh. It just sounds bad, though. Children. Okay, if you poll a bunch of, like, people who are under the age of 15, they might pick ketchup. Anybody with mature taste buds... Mustard. Automatically. Are you calling me immature? Is that what you're saying? You heard it here, folks. I didn't say that. You, you, sir. Uh, I I thought you were a mustard eater. This episode is starting contentiously. I'm not a fan of this. I think, and did we, didn't we just get into like a whole milk debate? (laughs) We did. And you couldn't, you are unbelieving that I don't like milk. Yeah. Yeah. It still weirds me out that you're not a milk drinker, but I can accept that somewhat. The ketchup thing. I'm glad I think, you're so accept, accepting of other cultures. Harvey Z is nothing but tolerant. The the ketchup thing. Yeah, you have immature taste buds. I'm sorry. I knew that about you. It's okay. I, that's what. What is wrong with you? That's not I nice. accept you and your differences and your ketchup ways. Mustard is disgusting. I've never liked mustard. <sighs> but ketchup. I mean, okay. I mean, again, children. 
I feel like you can make a poll about this. I said if I had to choose one. Normally, I don't have any condiments. Oh, so how much are you pro-ketchup over nothing? I would rather have nothing over ketchup. But if I'm forced to have condiments, I will take ketchup. And does the quality or type of sausage slash hot dog matter? Yes. Like if you had a bratwurst versus a spicy sausage versus a I mean, definitely a spicy sausage, you don't want condiments because you want the spicy flavor. Mustard! It's spicy and spicy. Double spice. Oh, my God. How are you? Relish, onions, mustard. Boom. No, well, I don't like raw onions, so okay. I'm not doing that. Harvey Z's favorite vegetable. I follow an onion on Twitter. The Half Onion Trump account. Oh, Relish looks like somebody puked on the hot dog. Uh, okay, like, but it tastes good. Taste. <laughs> I, I am a very visual, like, okay. if it doesn't look right, like, I'm one of those people that, like, if your food starts mixing together on the plate, I can't have it. Like, I gotta have my sections and different, like... I think I know what to get you for your birthday. What? Have you seen the new things that have come out, like, recently in the last year, like, on the, like, the PVC channels or whatever they are, but, like... the Isn't se- PVC a type of pipe? Yeah, I don't know what they're called. Whatever those... QVC is the TV channel. PVC, the knockoff QVC. Uh, They made, like, plate separators. They're little, like, triangles that literally fit on a circular plate to keep, like, your peas separate from your corn and stuff like that. Really? And it's, like, at least three. Don't they just make plates that also have that? But so this is designed for should you have any type of normal plate, you just pull out your plate separator and boom, you're safe. And it literally is just... Little partitions for your food. I see that feels you're getting this for your birthday, buddy. <laughs> okay, like that feels like more like a like a child thing. Like if I'm an adult, I just get a plate that has separators. What if you're at a party that has nice glass plates and no separators? Then I just like I I don't like make a big deal out. And they're of serving it. like curries and saucy things, and oh no, it's gonna blend together. I also like if you'd let me finish. Like, if it blends together, I can eat the stuff that's not blended. I just like the stuff that starts touching, I don't end up eating. On your own plate? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I need to get you this. I feel like this is actually going to change your life now. Like, you will be a happier person with this little, like, well, plate separators. The, uh, okay. You because know you just don't eat it? If it touches? Prob- probably not. Like, I'll maybe, like, it depends on, like... Certain sauces I'm okay with, but like, you prefer each nine. Like I, if I if like I haven't eaten baked beans in forever, but like if you eat have like baked beans and they get on like your vegetables or whatever, I'm not going to eat the vegetables that are covered in baked beans. Like, ugh. But you get like barbecued vegetables. You've created a new taste sensation. See, you're the one that's all about taste sensations, though. I you, am. You, I like you novelty. like drink chocolate cereal wine or whatever the hell that was yeah guilty <laughs> like yeah i'm not like, i'm not a new taste sensation kind of guy i'm a i like what i like and there's nice divisions and how flavors like i don't want 12 flavors at once i want the one good flavor that i know i like so you must hate like chinese food buffets where you just like pile everything where together. it's like all the different things and they inevitably are going to smush together on your I, plate. i keep them very separated and if it takes me a couple tries i'll i'll Okay. Yeah. Like I can get like sweet and sour chicken and, and then on like keep that separated from like a egg roll and then, you know. The egg roll can't touch? The egg roll, you dip it in sauces and you just put it in other sauces. It's That's like the natural wall. I would figure that would be your separator. <laughs> like it's okay if the egg roll gets saucy. Wow. You're fascinating. <laughs> like this is, I know the audience is like, where's the games? But this is just... <laughs> fascinating to me it's a gamer we're here it's a gamer so you know i work in a corporate office yep sometimes i meet interesting clients at my corporate office yep i learned something fascinating not necessarily so much at work but somewhere around there of where three words well we'll start with the first word voodoo okay i met a gentleman Gentleman wanted to tell me a story of his past and regale me with some tales. Okay. He pointed out that, so he's a sociologist in D.C. 
Mm-hmm. He works around and he studies various cultures and he's been really big into voodoo as well as like male tribal rituals. Did you get hexed? I did not get hexed, but I might have gotten invited to join a fight club. <laughs> Voodoo Fight Club? Yes. Those are the three words. Wait. Hold, so, so like, do you make other people fight with, like, voodoo magic? Is that what's going on? Oh, no. This. So the voodoo part, I think he's just mildly racist. But he's a sociologist, so can he be racist? I think so. I think that's still allowed. Because it didn't sound very much heavy on the voodoo part for me. It's just more punching people? Yeah. And I started researching it, actually. I started researching voodoo because I was like, okay... Voodoo Fight Club sounds awesome in theory. Yeah, I don't actually know much about the actual practice of voodoo. I only know about, like, the Hollywood version of voodoo. So I've been studying a lot on it. It's completely unrelated to what this man said. And that's why I'm like, I think he's just <laughs> mildly racist. racist. Okay. Although there yeah. is apparently a culture of voodoo in D.C. In, like, that the 90s. That surprise me. Like, you could, and that's why I'm like, do I kind of want to go to a voodoo ritual and a voodoo ceremony? Yes, but Do you want to go with this guy? Probably not. No, because this guy was like, hey, so we get around and we have this social club where we hang out and it's voodoo rituals where we extract plants and like their juices from nature. And then we combine it with synthetic drugs. And then we have a mind trip and we go on a vision quest. Okay. I think you got invited to like a drug den. I thought so, but it was a social club because, again, you can you can have drugs and be social. The man's a sociologist. He's a professional, he told me. He's a professional druggie. He goes around the world and studies cultures and and finds the best drugs. And yeah, he basically like (laughs) he learns about hallucinogenics from different cultures and imbibes them. And then he brings a druggie. He's a worldly druggie. He's not just like back alley druggie. He knows all the best. He's been internationally all over the place getting the plants themselves and like these mystical things and ayahuasca is the only one I recognized in there. But like, it's uh not peyote, but like a, you crush it. It's a, okay. All right. It's trippy plant juice, man. Trippy plant juice. But so that's what you I was like. You meet the most interesting people. I do. This man was, <laughs> he's captured my imagination this entire week. But the first part I was like, okay, Harvey Z is a tolerant dude. I get this. And then he's like, and then it's about re, affirming our masculinity and i was like Uh okay and he's like we get around in a circle and we like beat drums and chant to get in touch with our inner like primal self and i was like all right this is a little bit okay vision quest trippy i get that but all right so it's a bunch of shirtless dudes who are sociology professors. He, has he mentioned their shirt list? Or? Yes. They, okay, they, right. they like This they isn't tr- like your own like interpretation. No, of no, it. no. They they like because it gets hot, apparently. They're in a, they don't do this outdoors. I mean, they're doing drugs. You you get hot when you do drugs. This, this well, makes some sense. Drugs. This makes sense. They might overheat because they say, or well, this man at least. This Stay hydrated, folks. Yes. That's your PSA in here. He was just like, <laughs> so we do all this drugs, we crush up the things, and we create this liquid, but then we add synthetic chemicals to it. That sounds like it could put you in the hospital. It could. Yeah. It totally could. Another PSA here. Anything being talked about in this intro, do not do at home. Do not try to start a voodoo fight club or a voodoo <laughs> drum circle. Do not join a voodoo drum circle <laughs> or a fight club. <laughs> Uh, just don't find that on Meetup. Don't be searching for voodoo on Meetup.com. Voodoo is perfectly fine. Cultural oh, okay, tolerance fair. is yeah. the Fight Club part. Yeah. Don't, don't just trust random white dudes going around telling you about voodoo fight club. Especially random white dudes. Yeah. That, those are the worst guys. Don't ever trust a random white dude. Especially if they call themselves academics. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, so you drum circles, you beat drums, and it's like a social club. I get, And then he's like, no, then that's when we take off our shirts and we fight each other. And I was like, wait, while tripping? And he's like, yes, we we imbibe ourselves with the spirits of voodoo and then the drugs themselves. I'm like, it's the drugs more. And then we just fight each other to reaffirm our masculinity. And I was like, all right, you lost me here. So you went from like trippy peace and love, tripping on like hallucinogenics, like LSD and acid. And he's like, no, 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 no. So that's the original cultural things. But he's like, but we focus on the fight club aspect. So we add synthetic 
like drugs to make us fight better so we don't feel pain and we can get more aggression. And I was like, this doesn't sound like hippy dippy anymore. And he's like, well, it's awesome. And I was like, okay. And he's like, that's why I have a record now. Um, <laughs> all right. So there's a lot to unpack from that. Yeah. But what I would suggest is keeping tabs on this guy. And if he starts suggesting like blowing up buildings, that maybe you should report him to someone. Again, sociology professor. The man's... Was he talking to someone named Tyler Durden? <laughs> He was talking to me and maybe somebody else. No, Harvey <laughs> Z is real. He was talking to Harvey Z and explained, I, which is why I'm like, I don't know if he invited me, but I don't know if he's still, because again, normally, so I'm read up on the works. I know these sorts of things. The first rule of Fight Club is you, you don't, don't talk, talk about, about Fight, Fight Club. Club. Yeah. <laughs> so why is this man telling me these things? But then this is... It's entrapment. It's Fight Club entrapment. It's voodoo Fight Club, though. The rules are different. <laughs> I can just see the movie tagline. Voodoo Fight Club. The rules have changed. <laughs> oh. And it seems so inefficient of like... Because then he was saying, so we each... All these academic people who worldly travel do different types. They add different synthetics. So they're like fucking Pokemon. <laughs> they're Pokemoning themselves to fight each other while tripping on like the original thing is to make them trip. But they add their own synthetics of like what they think will work to fight better. You know, I always think I have weird friends and a weird life. And then you pull something like this and I'm like, my life's pretty normal. I have an average, everyday, pretty good life. I've never participated in a voodoo fight club or Pokemon myself. <laughs> I but so that's the part that got me. Just the rest of this week, I've been like, so if I'm gonna Pokemon myself for a voodoo fight club, what powers do I want, <laughs> or what drugs do I trip? <laughs> Probably not marijuana because I want to be aggressive and everything. And so it was just like, All right, you know what? We're gonna we're stop gonna, this yeah. right here. It's a gamer. We're here. It's a gamer. So you don't want to talk about your get rich quick scheme. This is the problem. It's a good get rich quick scheme. Like I believe it could work. It's a marketing slash crossover potential with us. Yes, like we could. We need to break out and get a new audience, right? Or expand our markets, if we will. Okay. So I have some friends who do interesting things, and so once again, it's like, why not tap into their market that they have for whatever they do? Do the like, interesting things they do co correspond with video games in any way? Well, see, this is why it's an untapped market. They don't know video games. We just have. So this is. So you want me to replace you with them now that you play games? No, 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 no. Like, because that's what I'm hearing. Because like, I need someone new to make a gamer, right? Because you're you've made well. So I have corporate friends who quit their corporate lifestyles. Okay. And are choosing more bohemian passions. I okay, and so they're a funk smith. Except they turn the end sideways, so they have a different profession now, but they make 100% natural organic products. Uh, oh, you've told me about this before. Yeah, and I was thinking, like, he's doing really well, he's got his markets, he can make customizable things as make well. Make me a gamer dildos. I mean, we have brand colors, purple and white, he has those colors, why not make customized Make me a gamer, gamer dose, gamer dose. <laughs> but actually, so it's a two phase market kind of strategy. So there's that. We have gamer dose for people. I like that name now. I'm going with it. <laughs> we could have, we could even customize it to have like two of them. We could have the Harvey Z and we could have the T Man. And like, okay, first of all, no. Gamer Just, dose. Okay, th th think about what you're implying here. With the Harvey Z and the T-Man. Well, we don't have other things I to name it after. I am not, like, claying my junk and making, like, a replica of it. Oh, no, 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 no. I actually... So, like, it wouldn't be in that route. It, but, again... But that's what you're implying when you say the Harvey Z yeah, and the well, T-Man. Well, I was thinking of, like, what else would we label it? Like, the uh, a roguelike? The roguelike dough? The for I mean, your ear that, dough? What, what if it is a roguelike dildo? That would have to be a vibrator, though, because then so, if you do the roguelike vibrator, you just turn it on and you don't know what setting you're going to get. You just have to roll with it. I like that. I like <laughs> that. 
Because so what he what he also makes is whips and other accoutrements, but again, organic and biodegradable. He's in that crunchy market that we should break ourselves into. I was thinking just simply starting off with when he sends off the gamer dozer his products, we just insert our business card in there. Like it's simple, it's actually doable, and then they get their they get their toys, and then okay, suddenly for- there's a oh there's a little ad in there. And who does it happen to be? It's us. But they, that doesn't have anything to do with the product they're getting. We don't have an audience that will get dildos to support us. And we won't get new people because if they happen to buy dildos and then suddenly they get an advertised podcast and they're like, well, you know, I'll give it a go. We're not talking about that, though. We talk about games. Well, I mean, people who use dildos do not just focus singly on sex. Like, they have other passions and hobbies, and perhaps... Right, but if you get an advertisement with a dildo, you're not going to... Again, whips and chains, that could, like... And again, biodegradable and crunchy. Like, I think the crunchy market, the crunchy kinky market, is what we're going for here. It's an untapped potential. And we could even use Make Me a Gaper. It's... Uh, no. No. It, no. It would... We could just put that on the business cards... That could be the, the gamer dough. Come on, no, no, like, that could no. Actually, I was. It's genius. It's practical. We could do it. Also, wouldn't that be a butt plug? I don't. I mean, we don't hate. Like, yeah, sure. But yeah, yeah. he makes them too. But but like, if you're using that pun, it wouldn't be a dildo, wouldn't it? Be a butt plug? Like, isn't that what goes? Yeah, with but there's that? no like butt plugo. Like, what am I calling <laughs> that? There's no like cutesy name for it other than like like the gaper doesn't sound like a very pleasant like thing although i I don't know the market may not want maybe they want a more aggressive name for it i don't know these things you said the pun yourself the make me a gaper i was thinking on the business card it said make me a gaper and it's a podcast a procedurally generated podcast for your ears while you have filled your other holes with other stuff we'll claim the ear holes Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Audiogasms. It's oh. out there. It's Jesus. an untapped market. And just give me the word. I'll reach out. This is feasible. We already did oral pleasure, okay? We don't need to... <sighs> I mean, that's... It's on brand. Um, um, okay, you know what? Nope. No, that's that's enough. We're, we're gonna... <laughs> I apologize to all our listeners because that um that took a turn. Okay. Groundswell movement, guys. Write in. Write in if you would want to see any of those products or any of those ideas. If we get enough people, maybe, just maybe, we can convince you. I think Steve we may have just alienated two of our five actual listeners. I don't know which two you are, and for that, I apologize. And for the one person who's turned on... Write in. No, do not write in, because I'm the one that has to read the emails. This is a passion project, people. Okay. At the Z is silent, T-H-A-Z-I-S, silent on Twitter. Please leave him many messages on Twitter. I don't mind, actually. Now, go ahead. Just We could do that move dot, moveon.org or whatever. The, we'll make a, like, our, where do we get White House petitions and stuff? We need to find a petition online. Yeah, let's do this. Groundswell movement. We'll get 100 people, then 1,000 people. So wait, if we get 100 people to write in... You get a tattoo. Isn't that... Wasn't that the rule? No, no, no. That was like 10,000 or... It was millions and millions. No, I don't think it was. 100 people, should I then reach out to this person and say, hey, why not do a cross-marketing appeal? Plus, he would also advertise perhaps on our show for like our gamer listeners who... Maybe you want to become a gaper. I got to work on the ads themselves. It's not quite there, but like we have. I mean, if that's our first podcast sponsor, sure, let's go with it. (laughs) I I don't know. We got to break in somehow, right? It's a gamer. We're here. It's a gamer. I have some tangents. You have some tangents? Hit me with the tangents. One tangent was, this is slightly related, but what is your favorite movie of all time? Because I couldn't guess it from your stupid description of it. You can go ahead and, yeah, 
I'll bring I'll bring up the description because I was so confused by how stupidly you described this movie. I mean, the the point was to describe it stupid. It was too effective. <laughs> and because it was, I just like to point out, my girlfriend got it. I mean, she's your girlfriend. I'm not. I would True, hope that she does. But I mean, she got it from the description. This is why it's so specific that I feel like I should know this because you even name an actor. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I brought, I brought it up. Uh, the description I gave, so the original tweet was, describe your favorite movie in the dumbest way possible. Yes. The description I gave for it was, future man advertises Converse sneakers, tells Shia LaBeouf to stop cussing, and investigates a murder committed by Alexa. So, now, for those so of you playing at home, if you know what this movie is, you're already better than Harvey Z. Like, Shia LaBeouf was apparently in this movie, Yep. told to shut up, and I'm like, so what has he been in? I haven't seen a lot of his stuff. I'm thinking, he was in Holes, probably no future man in there, and not in your top movies. Not a James Vaughn movie that I can think of, probably. Then I was like, Back to the Future, no Shia LaBeouf, future what? man. What? <laughs> future man. I would, future man. See, that's the problem. There's three different things. Future Man, I was like, Terminator, time travel movies, Back to the Future, great movies, Bill and Ted, not there because there's a Shia LaBeouf, only Shia LaBeouf that I can think of. Wait, no, it's not Transformers. Nope. It's not like the Indiana Jones stuff. Nope. Because that's past, man. I don't know. Like, and then the Alexa thing, I couldn't even get that far because I was like, I should know from just Future Man and Shia LaBeouf, what has Shia LaBeouf been in that future man like a, a time traveling movie because i'm just trying to guess it on like what's your favorite movie i would have guessed like a bond movie an action flick it's not like the fast and the furious is it's like what is this like it it bothers me that's why the converse thing i couldn't get either because i was like eh. again it made me go to like back to the future but he has nikes in that one i guess at this point now the inflatable shoes and then the Alexa murder made me think of like Tom Cruise movies, but I don't think there's a Tom Cruise and Shia LaBeouf movie. The whatever it's the precogs and stuff, you had to figure them out. <laughs> like I like where your brain is going. I'm 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 very interested. I like this train of thought. I like you just like, riffing off yourself and being like, where could Shia LaBeouf fit into because these I places? don't know his movie catalog. It literally is Holes, Transformers, and like Looper. No. I haven't seen Looper. So was he in Looper? No, he no. was not in, in Looper. That was the other guy with the cool right, name. I'll, I'll give you a hint. I've already mentioned another actor who is the star of this movie already in this podcast. Another actor, star of this movie, Will Smith? Uh-huh. Will Smith in the future. Time traveling Will Smith and what movie? So you're stuck on... Time traveling. Yeah, future man. Future man just means it can take place in the future. It doesn't need to be time travel. Like, if I said time traveling man, yeah. that would be time travel. Future man of... means future. Future. Future man. Will Smith. He was in that robot movie. You do like robots. I, Robot? Yes. I, Robot had Shia LaBeouf? Yes. Was he the robot? No. Okay. <laughs> He had a very small role, uh, excuse me, he had a very small role in the movie, which is, again, it said, describe it in the dumbest way possible. I know. So Shia LaBeouf is not of any consequence to this movie at all. He's in, like, two scenes. So, still. Stop like, cussing and go home. Like, that, Will Smith tells him that. That's it. Ah, okay. I haven't seen that movie either, but I could... I didn't know if you liked iRobot or not. I think I love iRobot. It's in as like, I said. It's a gamer. We're here. It's a gamer. But it sounded so good. I'm a sentient vampire detective, and yeah, I'm an eggplant, and yeah, it's a noir game. And so I was like, this sounds cool. Let me get it. All right. So just before we get into Harvey yeah. Z's experience with this game, I have the Steam page for this game up, and I'm just going to read a couple reviews. IGN says this is an eccentric experience mix of Twin Peaks, X-Files, and some kind of burlesque. Watrasio Walpurgis, our hero, has a yes. bright future ahead. Say his name again, because I couldn't say it. Watrasio Walpurgis? 
Purgis, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. The eggplant detective. Yeah. Or eggplant and detective. Which is never mentioned in the game. Nobody else mentions that, yeah, you're an eggplant, other than somebody makes like a lettuce joke at your expense. Okay. So it's just accepted you're an eggplant. Yeah. And no one else is fucking vegetables in the game. Just you. Just me. And you're a vampire. I It said I'm a vampire. I have little things in the pixel art. Again, no one else makes mention of the fact that I'm a vampire. I get no cool vampire powers. <laughs> All right, so t- tell me about this game because so this he game... came out. He he tweeted about this, and I was really confused. I liked how you doubted me as well. I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is subjective. That this is a terrible game. I mean, it is still subjective because IGN gave this a seven point five. Really? Yep. Apparently, out of ten. Yes, out of ten. Now, you were thinking a hundred. Like that what you I'm, were? I'm surprised because like I think this game came out in 2017 by like Zero One Studios or Zero Uno Studios. I think it's a Spanish game. Okay, yeah, it came came out 2017. Like Celery Something Studios, but Zero Zero Uno or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's a yeah because there's also a name that you didn't say the full title. I believe it's like Jazzy Jeff's uh, Baobab Mausoleum. I like this. Yeah, is, that's th- how it's, it's. It's got the developer's name in it, or something, okay. or the writer, or the creator. Or, this guy might have done all of it. Did you just did you just think DJ Jazzy Jeff made this game? I'm, I'm <laughs> saying his name is like Jazzy Jazzy Al Hefe. It's apparently Jacob Jazz. Jazzy Jacob. It's close. <laughs> it was Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff bring you Baobab's Mausoleum. Onavagos, don't if eat I, flamingos. If I, was, if I was creative, I could take the Fresh Prince rap and like no. turn that into like Baobab somehow. But and I will say, and... like, I'll fess up to my ignorance again. For like halfway through the game, I thought that the title was simply like the Onavagos was a palindrome of flamingos. It's not. <laughs> Flamingo, flamingos backwards is not Onavagos, nor is it an anagram. You're you're double checking me. <laughs> I am double checking. To There's see. no V's in flamingos. No, no, I'm double checking to see if Ovnifago is a thing. Like the only I looked it up that, as well. I yeah, could, the only thing that comes up is this game. Yeah. So I don't. And, and it's a Reddit, a subreddit. Oh, Ovnif Ovnifago. Oh, it's just a a game person s- who has that name on Reddit. Oh. I, I I have no idea who this is. It's about. also never mentioned in the game, the Ovnathagos part. The flamingos are part of the game. Okay. All right. Maybe but, it's a maybe it's a word in a different language. That's what I was thinking or wondering, but yeah, I didn't see anything okay, on so, Google. All right. So but let's get to this game. This is why I'm discussing all this, because the game itself is... So it's 10 chapters, which gotten to the point where about chapter three is when I realized this game is terrible. Okay. But and you I'm, stuck through it? Then I was like... Fuck, I bought a terrible game. <laughs> and then, fuck me, I've got this on my Switch, and I want to play my good games. But that means in the future, I'm going to have to finish this game, or do I just sit on it? I mean, you can... I'm going to spite finish this game. All right, so you you decided to spite finish, which is... A, I, I I respect that. That's a good And it move. was not hard to spite finish this game, because again... As I told you what this game was, and you were like, some things are wrong. I feel like, no, this is how this game was. The plot, basically, you're a hard-boiled detective driving in your car. Your car crashes, and you end up in, like, this weird, nightmarish city, and you have to figure out your way out of it. And it starts off, I guess, as, like, a top-down, earthbound slash Pokemon. Like, it's a pixelated game, and you're moving around trying to find things. That's episode or chapter one. The problem is, every chapter almost is a different game. So that's the base game, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But, like, throughout the game, it changes genres and styles of the game to fit with this. But the problem I had was it's super linear. Like, a child could have solved up until chapter six. Okay. And we'll get to chapter six and why chapter six. But, like, it's literally, oh, this guy says he has, like, a problem for you to solve. You go to the next screen, you discover an object, you bring the object back to the guy, you solve the problem. There was no, like, Trek map kind of thing or anything. Like, it literally was like, ah, crap, how do I solve this? I'm going to need something. Oh, it's right here conveniently on the next screen. 
<laughs> or like, I have this object. I don't know what it does. I'll take it back to the first guy. Oh, it solved the puzzle. <laughs> no thinking about it. No, like there was no multiple puzzles either. I didn't need multiple objects. It's literally find object A, take it to guy A, find object B, take it to guy B. So Simple. very simplistic. Very simplistic. And again, but the whole point was these are chapters. And I was like, there's 10 chapters. So there must be a lot to this game. So like... Part one, I find a diner. Part two, I go into the diner. I have like a Pokemon battle sequence at one point with the diner <laughs> chef where I have to, I get four different types of attacks. I just picked attack the whole time and I killed him. Like I didn't have to use any other strategy. My attacks were stronger than him from the beginning. I had no levels. There was no like, this battle shouldn't be lost unless I picked one of the distracting things. And I didn't pick a distracting thing because I just wanted to win. Because I was like... So... I but so Pokemon battle ensued. Then okay, there was so, a... So you just... What? Like, yeah. It was... You had to find, like, a way out of the diner. And it was like, oh, there's a... You can see a trap door in one of the bathrooms. But the bathroom door is locked. Oh, but there you need to get a key. But the chef has the key. How do you get the key from the chef? You walk up to him and he's like, let's fight. And you're like, all right. And then I punch him with, like, this Pokemon... It turns into a Pokemon sequence. And, like, my options are, like, punch hide like cower and like vomit and i was like i guess i'll choose punch and it was like punch is super effective <laughs> and then i just did that and then he punched me back but i was like look my bar is much higher i'll just continue punch i'll beat him mathematically as long as i don't like cower hide or vomit i should win this fight as long as i don't cower hide or vomit i should win sounds good and then he gave me his key because he Passed out or he died, I beat him, and then I just went to the bathroom, I unlocked it, and got in the trap door. So, is there any noir to this at all? I'm a detective. <laughs> um, and it doesn't like, sound very noir. It doesn't sound like you're doing any detecting. Like, I'm supposed the... to find out what's the mystery, I guess? Like, there's this insinuation that, like, oh, the town's population is 64, and who is the 64th member of the town? Spoiler, you don't find out by the end of, like, episode one. Like I completed this game, did not solve that mystery. Maybe that's in second in the second one. So I fall down the trap door. Episode three, I'm suddenly in a 3D shooter, <laughs> which again I'm very puzzled because it was a top-down game. I was like, okay, I get what this is, Earthboundy, and now suddenly everything is 3D. I can't see behind me. Makes me paranoid. Hate those types <laughs> of games. But everything is this pixelated Doom style, and so I'm like walking around now, and it's annoying because it's actually. Like, this could have been done 2D. There's no shooting things that I had to do. I just had to walk around a 3D world in this. So it's not it. actually a shooter. It just went, turned into... It turned into that... Like, it turned into a first-person perspective. Yes. Okay. So you are wrong in the sense that you didn't play a first-person shooter. Except at one point, I get a gun, and then I shoot a flamingo. What? Why? Because it was a 3D shooter, I had to first, like, again, there was a platforming aspect where there was, like, a series of blocks, and I had to, in 3D, which was actually kind of hard, jump up the blocks, get to the top, get the switch to get the key. Lots of key finding. That's I found a key to open the cemetery door. Inside the cemetery were four beavers of different colors who wanted to play hide-and-seek. So then I had to play <laughs> hide-and-seek with these beavers. So, you, wait, you're, you're saying you played hide-and-seek with beavers? Colored beavers, yes. Colored beavers. They were all beavers. the same color. And this was a problem Were they brunette, blonde, no, redhead? they were garish red, green, white, and oh, purple. Mm, interesting mm. colors. The problem was the game didn't explain to me how to play hide-and-seek or what I had to do. Eh, it's just like, life. let's just play hide-and-seek, and now I'm alone in a cemetery. And it's like... Are they in the cemetery? Do I go back to the beginning of this level? Like, where are they? Only later, after, again, the map's not huge, wandered around the whole place, went up the stairs, came down again, was puzzled. Then I realized they're in the background. Like, you know how you, in 3D shooters and stuff, you have, like, flat backgrounds on the wall. But it's not, you can't interact with them or anything. But, like, they're just there. But I still had, like, I guess my trigger cursor thing. And I could point over them and click on them. But it was like, why the fuck are they, like, not in an interactive part of the map? <laughs> but literally, I have to go from scene from scene, and now I'm playing, like, a point-and-click hiding game. I find all four of them, and they're like, congratulations, you get a shotgun. <laughs> I can't really do anything to shoot with it, but it's like, shoot the flamingo. Because at one point, I find a golden flamingo in the background. And so, 
can't do anything else. So I shoot the golden, golden flamingo so that this guy who was like, my wife doesn't eat. She hasn't eaten for days. She needs to eat flamingos. And I was like, all right. Doesn't say if she's an Onafagos or not, but I give the flamingo over to well, him. Onafagos don't eat flamingos. That's so, true. So they can't be Onafago, right? Anyway, now I'm stuck in this guy's house <laughs> with his wife. It's a gamer. We're here. It's a gamer. We're going to be building a D&D class. A class. Yes. A whole class. Okay. We're going to build a D&D class. We're not going to like do all the like little technical fiddly bits, but just like the general overview, like maybe some of the stats, that sort of thing. We are going to build for our... the, so the segment is like build a D&D class. We're going to mm-hmm. maybe just like do random shit. Um, but what I want to do right now, we're going to make a gamer subclass or class. We're going to make the D&D gamer class. So the class is gamer. Yes. Is the category like warlock or fighter, fighter or whatever. We're making the gamer D&D class. Because I was half expecting, oh, are we going to work on your potential like tabletop rpg that nope. you think this is just random we're making a gamer okay yeah we're making a gamer with 5e frameworks of D kind of stuff not yes. like some other system correct okay so the race or the class class this okay. is, like if it, race doesn't matter this is like i'm gonna be a gamer so okay. what what what's my hit die what like starting powers do i get what oh boy we're gonna get I stereotypical i mean yeah, yeah. We don't. It's gamers can be all types of hit yeah. There's all sorts of yeah. gamers. They could be tanky, <laughs> or they could be like scrawny little. Okay. So, do you have a list of things that you have in mind, or things that we're no, gonna? No, I I prepped. Okay. The amount of prep I gave you is the same amount of prep I made for myself, which is I opened a bunch of. I I basically have. Right now, the fighter, rogue, and warlock class in front of me as, like, examples. Because I was trying to think off to the top of my head, like, we should probably include some pluses, some minuses, some feats of some sort. Yeah. Um, And then, like, what else would we need? Like, starting equipment would be something. Uh, Things like uh, proficiency bonuses, hit points. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, like, what kind of special things they get. Like, fighters get to choose, like, a style when they mm-hmm. start. So, like maybe gaming style so that's where i'm like so what utility is the gamer to i'm assuming a medieval fantasy slash yeah D&D well, we're world. doing D. so this is yeah that's what when okay I, like so the gamer I, yeah yeah i i don't mind this i'm thinking about it now but so like is the gamer a support class is it a fighting class is it a like a sneaky sneak utility kind of guy I or f- is it a spellcaster so I feel like the gamer, this is actually like a huge like genre in like manga. Really? No, you're not aware of that. No. Okay. It's a whole thing in good mangas and in other mangas to have like the otaku like gamer guy teleports into the gamer world that he is and like either it goes two ways. One, he becomes like an avatar type character in it where he's like a sword fighter or such, but he's of the real world and knows how the game works, um, like Sword Art Online. I like that. I'm going to get some shit for it, but (laughs) fuck you. I liked it as an anime. It's cheesy, good fun. But like in that one, like it's a virtual reality world and the gamer gets sucked in and now he's a fighter, but he knows like all the cool moves and he knows like secret doors and stuff like that. Then there's the other where he gets ported in as himself Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't have like the full stats and abilities of a fighter, but he's kind of like a nerdy guy. However, he uses his, because he's the protagonist, his brilliance or whatever, and like is able to solve or min max or like use diplomacy to hire people to join him or create like a harem basically. And like, uh, you know, okay. that yeah, kind the of manga anime. gets interesting and okay. weird, well, but it's a so, genre. So I, I want to make... I want to make a gamer class. I don't want it to be like perfect knowledge. So okay. This isn't like the D&D gamer is now in the game. So then it's a medieval gamer? Yes. <laughs> like yeah, I'm thinking a dude walking around with like almost like a bard now. He's got some dice. See, so that, that's what I'm thinking is it's something similar to a bard. I think it's some okay. sort of like spellcaster support-ish 
gamer. I like this now, yeah. Like, I was also thinking along the lines of some sort of, like, artificer, okay. you know, like, alchemist-y, like, that sort of, mm-hmm. like, he, he's got that sort of vibe to him. I could see the gamer being, like, so if you wanted to go more mystical with him, he or her, it could be more of, like, a like a dice rolling, a probability type of gamer. Mm-hmm. Or you could go more of like the artificer, I'm thinking like a board gamer type of gamer where he he or she has like equipment mm-hmm. and they can use their equipment to like, maybe they create a little chessboard or something and they can capture like monsters movements and by moving the chess pieces or such, they could move the enemy around in the board or like create buffs or debuffs and right. things like that. that. that that's you, You're hitting on kind of what it, where I'm thinking. Versus like the going back to the first, so which one would I play? If I had the luck probability one, I almost start thinking of like a Yu-Gi-Oh! Summoner class where he has like a deck of cards or something and he plays it. And perhaps if he had... So again, it's what board game or what gamer stereotype do you choose? Like as maybe your subclass or things, if you are a dice type player. Yeah, I think we could do both. Like, yeah. Because like the fighting, like I said, fighting style has different styles you choose. So what game type you choose could mm-hmm. definitely influence the path you go down. I like this now a yeah. lot. Like, yeah. Can you, you would... like, right, right now, um, I'm going to reference two things. One, I'm going to reference Sneak Attack Podcast. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also going to reference the D&D game we played together on Skype. Where mm-hmm. I'm imagining a class entirely based around Akio's cloak. Uh-huh. With, like, the patches that just do random shit. Just... And, like, Jenks's bag of, of yeah. cats or whatever where he, like, threw... He had, like, a thing. Those are both real things in D&D, though. Right, right. Yeah. But, like, a class based around that is, like, the dice gambler gamer mm-hmm. type thing. Because, so, like, there's the feat Lucky, which lets you re-roll your dice in mm-hmm. if you roll, like, a one or so... Or you can just re-roll a dice like two to, two to three times a day. The dice roller easily fits into that sort of a yeah, thing. Yeah, you could have that as like a starting feat or something. Like and like, a bonus. it's just, because you want to separate it out so that, because when you're playing D&D, your tabletop, you're rolling the dice and everything. But you want your character to have their own like dice game that they're playing. Like right. it, it would almost be like a mini game would they have to play? So I, like, we don't we don't want to make yeah. it too complicated. Okay. We don't want to make it too complicated. We're like, all right, I'm rolling my character's die. All right, now I'm rolling my die yeah. to see if my character's die. Like, see, I, I, I want like critical failures on dice rolls where like the the character rolls the dice, and because he you roll a one, the character rolls the absolute worst thing he could do in that yeah. combination, and just like you know summons like a, a succubus or something. And I like this in the sense of like, so you have a D&D party that's out there and they're about to fight some goblins and like there's the paladin and the cleric and they're going over battle plans and the wizards prepare their spells. And then you have this gamer who starts like shuffling his cards out, <laughs> starts like making sure his dice is all shiny. And then they raid the goblin village and they're having this whole battle scene. And then a goblin suddenly steps out and pulls out his deck. <laughs> and then the gamer is like, oh, <laughs> and it goes back and forth and they suddenly start pulling out. And then meanwhile, the paladin is cutting off heads of people in the background. The cleric is fighting explosions. And then we cut back. They're playing. Oh, good move there. Oh, I would have gone here. I'll allow it. The paladin looks back and then goes back. <laughs> oh, that's that's the moment I need in the game. Ah, that sells that. the gamer to me. I want enemy like the gamers. Enemy gamers. Yeah. I want to fight. Like you got to fight them all, like kobolds and goblin gamers and such, who have their own twists and rules to the game. Oh, jeez, that's great. I like that. <laughs> Oh, oh, and like people who play D D now like they have their own special die like this is the dice i use for like the most important roles so imagine like a gamer based around that like the class you know there's like the magical die and like the metal die and then this is this is my flame dice it causes flame damage yes things like that like enchanted yeah. dice you know there's he can whatever that sort of thing it's a gamer. We're here. It's a gamer. What is the name of the time manipulating weapon used by the prince in the Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time? Oh shit! Wasn't it like something like extremely simple, like the Dagger of Time? 
The Dagger of Time. <laughs> yes. I was hoping you'd miss that one just because it was so obvious. Yeah. Like, the I, time manipulating weapon, because I cannot say the time manipulating dagger. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, this seems like it's a trick question because I'm pretty sure it was just something very like simplistic. Yeah. Uh, then the other one I know you should get, which is which developer released Frogger in 1981? That's uh, Atari, right? No, no, it's it not is an Atari, Atari game. Okay, it was okay. on the Atari, but no, no that's not, not the developer. Oh, I didn't know that. Then was a... it Activision? No. Okay, I don't know that. Ooh, Konami. Kona- Frogger was Konami? Frogger was Konami. Huh, I did not know that. For some reason, I, I associated it with Atari, like the original company. Hmm. Like, because, like, was Pong Atari? I thought Pong was made by Atari. I think. <sighs> I don't know. I'm not the person to be asking that. I know mm. Atari had those things. I'm thinking of the Atari system. I don't yeah. know the Atari. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, but I, I like. I know Atari published like the really bad Pong game that came out on PlayStation because I own that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <Not laughs> but I don't know me, if that's because yeah. they had the IP after like everything or not. I feel like they they made the original though. I don't know. Maybe this will be a, a question that I just gave you the answer to. Okay. Um. So these questions, uh, these are questions that I would know. I don't know if you're going to know them, but I'm not switching up the cards. I'm playing by the rules. What is the name of the player character in Horizon Zero Dawn? Fuck. (laughs) So like Horizon Zero Dawn is, I think, a game where you're like a hippie out there hunting robots. <laughs> this is <laughs> is that the game or is this like some mech game? No, I mean you're not wrong. You're not right either, but you're not wrong. <laughs> like as an outsider who's just been watching maybe ads, like, this I think is... you have like a bow and arrow and you hunt robots. I mean, you are correct in that. Sense. That is the game. Uh, <laughs> it seems like the protagonist hippie who hunts robots. Oh my! I God. mean, she's got like. I think it's a feminine person. I don't know. That didn't... Um, I'm not going to know this. Uh, Ariella. <laughs> that is... I mean, it starts with A. Uh, the the correct answer that we were looking for here was Aloy. A-L-O-Y. Okay. Also, ironically, sort of in a, in a continuing theme, voiced by Ashley Birch, who I talked about earlier. Oh. Yeah. Very good game. And yes, you, you hunt robots with a, a, a bow and arrow. Like that, that's, It seems inefficient, but okay. I, I, it's not as inefficient as you might think. <laughs> okay. Um, this one, I think you, you might be able to get just by process of elimination. Kratos faces off against which of the seven wonders of the ancient world brought to life at the start of God of War 2? So early God of Wars, he was probably still in Rome. I don't think he ever messed with the Egyptians. The Viking stuff would be out. Seven I mean, wonders. So faces off against one of the seven wonders. Which of the seven wonders of the ancient world brought to life? A sphinx actually seems like the most obvious, but it's like. Is a sphinx one of the seven ancient wonders? I don't know. I'm like, what are the seven ancient wonders? It would be like, there's the pyramids of Giza. There's I don't like, think you can bring them to life. Uh, I'm trying so hard here to help you. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, what are the seven wonders and what would, if it came to life, be a worthy adversary? Like, you can't really fight pyramids. What is the Roman, the Colosseum? No. The Hippodrome? Is that a thing? No. First of all, you're wrong in that he's not in Rome. He's in Greece. It's Greek mythology. Roman mythology copied Greece. Yeah. Kratos was going after Zeus and Ares. He wasn't going after Jupiter and Mars. Okay. I thought he was going after Mars for some reason. He was going after Ares. That was okay. God of War. Ares. Like, that was the plot of the first game. Now I'm like, oh man, because my Greek wonders. What are the Greek wonders? Uh... There is one Greek wonder. Like, the seven ancient wonders are seven specific it, yeah, wonders. Yeah, I'm thinking... The, well, actually, or, I don't know if more... There might be other Greek ones. Because there, the, there's... I'm trying to think there's... Who would be a... What would be a wonder? It's like... I feel like it's a building, though. Why would he fight a building if it came to life? Uh, what building, if it came to life, would attack 
a man who wants to kill a guy. Would it be the Parthenon? No, why would it come to life? Uh, God, you don't know what the seven ancient wonders of the world no, are. No, I do don't. It. All right, so it's the Great Pyramid at Giza, the Hanging Gardens at Babylon, the Mausoleum at Halicarnassus, I believe, the Pharos Lighthouse, um, Great Wall of China? Or, um, no, that's probably later. No, the, the seven ancient wonders. The only one still standing is the Great Pyramid at Giza. Oh, the rest are all gone. Yes. Like, that's the, these are not just, like, old buildings that we can still see. The seven ancient wonders were all things... Um, oh, there was the Statue of Zeus, which is not it. Oh, I was about to say, that that sounds like a thing that should come to life and kill a guy who yeah, wants to kill know. Zeus. Statue of Zeus was one of them, but it was not it. My God, there's one that I'm missing, and then the, the answer. And it's killing me that I, I should know all of these. Like, one of my favorite books is called Seven Ancient Wonders, and it's about, like, the seven ancient wonders and visiting the, each one. Matthew Riley? Matthew Riley, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Mausoleum is the one I usually forget. Lighthouse of Alexandria. Ferris you Lighthouse. the Gardens of Babylon or Gar- something? Gardens of Babylon. Anyway, the correct answer is the Colossus of Rhodes. Oh, okay. That's another dude that would come to life yeah. to, like, yeah. kill you. Sorry. I'm sure. I'm not... I, I can't go I'm it's killing me I'm not gonna look it up right now I'm totally looking it up right now because in my head I was like leaning tower of Pisa I guess if that thing came to life you could fight that like so, I'm just like what dude so like, what what buildings would I fight if I was a dude fighting buildings <laughs> what buildings would I fight? I feel like this is a great video game idea here <laughs> that, building like, fighter <laughs> yes you're just a dude god of architecture Temple of Artemis. That's the one I forgot. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's the Colossus of Rhodes, Mausoleum at Halicarnassus, Hanging Gardens of Babylon, Lighthouse of Alexandria, Great Pyramid of Giza, Temple of Artemis at Ephesus, and Statue of Zeus at Olympia. So, I'm now fully enamored with the idea, though, God of Architecture, because I'm picturing like different ways to have the buildings come to life to like fight you and like are, are they like transformers where they, they they've been like a building this whole time so some of them like they yes. trans- okay <laughs> and then like some i'm thinking like the Tart- temple of artemis i believe has like a really nice like fresco and stuff like that on the it. temple of artemis has been destroyed i know but back then like okay. they would decorate this stuff again we're gonna have multiple franchises here i need yeah. sequels and such oh, okay. we'll get to the modern era but you fight like ancient buildings first to like build up your skills <laughs> but like those like frescoes and stuff they come to life and so you have to fight those things and so again you're not just fighting a building because that would be dumb until you do <laughs> like this has massive potential like again different eras different look it's just god of war but all you do is fight buildings yeah and so you're walking through a town and you know that one of these motherfucking buildings is gonna kill you and you don't know which one and you gotta find it now i'm thinking like a hitman style like viewpoint and such yeah assassinate the building before it gets you (laughs) all right you know what you're not allowed i'm i'm taking the keys away from you Oh, man, I love that. Is there a second question? <laughs> no, that was the second question. Oh, that was the question. second. God of Architecture, copyright, you heard it here. <laughs> I don't know how to make video games, so you make it and just credit me. You're welcome. So let's just start this off real quick. Like... Is it did Sable like what did Sable do? Sable hurt me a lot. <laughs> like it was just I was having a really stressful week at work, and like I realized like you shouldn't like get on the internet or tweet or things like that when you're angry. Yeah, and like the problem is so like you've now become a content generator on the internet, like every other person uh-huh. that, that I follow. Yeah. You're not like my friend. You're like. The tweets I follow, and sometimes they're funny, sometimes they are, and I, I reply to them as that way sometimes. Uh-huh. And so sometimes it's just like one or two liners, and it's just like, oh. And then I realize, like, oh, he was probably being joking or sarcastic or so. Uh-huh. But, like, the Sobble tweet really, like, pissed me off when I read the <laughs> Sobble facts, which is, like, I'm trying to think, like, Sobble is timid. Yeah, Sobble cries a lot when... When when Sabuvio's threatened, he cries or something like that and makes other people cry, too. That's the part where I was like, fuck you, Sable. You don't <laughs> control me. But, like, I was... There was a whole more rant to that tweet that I stopped myself where I was like, Sable is, like, fascist. 
what sabo is a fascist tool of like the mass not the masses actually he's against the masses like i got really pissed off at sabo because i was like so what you're telling me is sabo is pokemon tear gas um i don't think that's like i'm imagining governments using sabo and chucking them into crowds of protesters and like forcing all the protesters (laughs) to cry and like that's how they disperse crowds and i'm like fuck you sabo i got really pissed (laughs) off at that And then, like, I realized, like, all right, this is a Pokemon game. (laughs) And, like, maybe I need to step away from, like, the Twitter machine. If I'm, like, because the problem is my tweet, my Twitter feed is usually half political and then half, like, wrestling and, like, video game stuff. You're the majority of the video game stuff. But, like, the political stuff pisses me off. And and then you take it out on the poor Sobble. Yeah. I was just (laughs) furious at that time at, like sabo was tear gas and i don't know why my brain went to that part but i was just like yeah sabo oh he pretends he's all timid and bullshit and stuff but then really he's just being used by like the government to like disperse protesters and it's just awful we're getting into pokemon conspiracy theories now it's, like this this is like like uh pokemon q. q you know q the the conspiracy person on twitter or whatever oh for, like, god the, right I had to hurt. Yeah, I just heard yeah. about like this guy. Yeah, I didn't like, really know him that well. Pokemon Q is like they're using Sobble for tear gas, man. Sobble is there just to put you down. Like you're keeping the man. The man is using Sobble. Don't believe his sob stories, man. They took away Grookey's gun. Like they just want to de. Like oh, they're taking away our rights. <laughs> Grookey man. has the right to guns. Yes. <laughs> fucking Sobble. I don't even know who the third one is in this case. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Grookey and Sobble is all yes. that matters. Grookey is power to the people. <laughs> they stripped him of his weapons, and then they control him with Sobble. That's how they get you. <laughs> Sobble tear gas. You heard it here first. Yeah, so folks, if you ever find yourself, like, really angry and, like, furious about a Pokemon, step away from the internet. <laughs> like... Fuck you, Sobble.